This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the program, everybody. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show here for Monday, and it's July 27th. Thank you for joining us today. For the first time in, oh, I'd say months, (laughs) everybody's back. Like, everybody's uh, back for vacation. Oh, that reminds me, I'm leaving early. Yeah, I'm going to be taking a comp day soon. Actually, I was yeah. talking to my mom yesterday. I was like, she was talking about all the like brush that need to be cleared. And I was like, oh, you know what? I got another vacation coming up in a few weeks. I was going to say, no, Brandon, on Friday or Thursday, he literally did that. He goes, uh, guys, so we just took our, technically our spring vacation. So vacation time. What are we looking at? Right. <laughs> he did ask that. Do we all... Um, Maybe I shouldn't be airing this out on the air. No, we do not all have the same amount of vacation. Oh, no, nope, right. we do not. Most well, I've had the, I've had the same amount that I do now for twenty something years. Well, yeah, so. you've been here since the beginning of time. That's right. So. You've been here <clears throat> since I was born. So yeah, that's like that a- is not true. What year did you start here? I can tell you. I can tell you the month. Oh yeah, go on. January ninety uh-huh. two. Now you're off by just like, a couple years. I was like two. Told you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Brandon is back from his week. I but am. you were in town. You went out of town, but you were in town most of the week, right? Yeah. I mean, we go to Austin every couple of months for my wife's schooling. So we were there over a week ago. But then the last week we just spent here in town. Did you see Steve Trevino or any of our friends that are around the Austin area? No, nah, because when we were over there, I think he was still on the road. <clears throat> oh, that's good. I mean... Good for him. Good for him. He's making money. He's actually able to go go tour and do shows. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh, go around the room. Everybody tells what you're uh, working on today. I, I find that that is a good way to kind of get an overview of what's happening in the world. Especially important on a Monday. You know, you kind of lost track of uh, what's happening on the news and stuff. Joanna, how about entertainment news? We'll start with entertainment. Oh, I don't want to be the downer. You are, Debbie. Let us have it. No, beloved TV personality. Regis Philbin died over the weekend. He was 88. Okay. So good run for Regis. Yeah. And uh, Olivia de Havilland. Of course. You may not know <gasps> that name immediately. Do you know how old she was? Yeah, 104. 104. Good for her. So Vivian Leigh played Scarlett O'Hara, but the second female lead was played by Olivia de Havilland. Uh, I can't... God, I can't remember her character's name, but she was married to Asher. No, I can't remember her name either. And... Uh, it was, it was always amazing to me that... Melanie. Melanie, right. She was Melanie. That one of the stars, who was not a kid when Gone with the Wind came out, was still alive. Mm-hmm. But uh, Olivia de Havilland uh, passed away at 104. Boy, this cancel culture is getting serious, huh? <laughs> the serious moment. First they quit playing it at Gone with the Wind on TV. Now this... <laughs> um. 
How about sports headlines? Brandon, you got your eye on sports for us uh, today. What do we have coming up? I mean, I'm gone for a week, and all of a sudden we have live sports again. Baseball has kicked off. They're seeing a pretty large amount of pitchers having issues, and that was one of the concerns. Pushing all of these, these games on so quickly, guys weren't ready. They weren't prepared. They weren't able to warm up their bodies, and there's a lot of pitchers that are having some issues, including Justin Verlander of the Astros. The original report was his season was done, and then they came out and said, "Eh, not quite yet, hold on. Uh, They don't quite know exactly how long he'll be out, but they're assuming at least a couple of weeks. It's it's a forearm injury, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, he's the one who's married to Kate Upton, right? He is. Well, that makes his forearm injury ironic to me. (laughs) Well, his wife was responsible for a lot of sore forearms, I'll bet you. But if he's married to her, he wouldn't have the sore forearm, would he? Not him. Yeah, idiot. I'm not talking about him. Uh, And Lisa Sanchez is going to have our news headlines. So, Lisa, what do we have coming up on the news front today? Yeah, so there's been a lot of protests happening around the country, and the big uh, one of the big stories is out of Austin, Texas. A man was killed on Saturday after shots were fired into a crowd of protesters. The, someone was taken into custody, um, but they are still asking anybody who was on scene to go ahead and uh, submit if they have any footage of this incident. Uh, they have a couple different angles as of right now, but it uh, looks like a young man was uh, killed in Austin Uh, while he was pushing his uh, quadriplegic wife through that intersection during a Black Lives Matter protest. Go into some more of the details because I I had not heard about this and I thought some of the the details were pretty fascinating. So the guy who ended up getting shot had his weapon with him, right? He did. Uh, he was. He did have a license Like an AR-15, or what was he carrying? I, I believe it was an AK-47, um, mm-hmm. but he had a license to carry. He did bring it to all of the events, and it, um, interestingly, he, he did do an interview uh, just a few minutes or half hour before he was shot, um, and he did talk about why he brought the gun, and he said he brought it to protect protesters. And he said, you know, I, I, I carry, I have a license to carry, and I'm doing this uh, just to make sure that we can safely and peacefully protest. Okay, so the guy who got shot is the guy who had the gun. Well, I guess they both must have had guns. They then, did. Right? And so, yeah, he had a license to carry um, the gentleman inside of the SUV. So it started when the, uh, the group of protesters was driving through, when they were driving through an intersection. As they were walking, I'm sorry, through an intersection, as they were walking, a man in an SUV started trying to drive through that intersection. Protesters then began to approach the vehicle because the man was almost hitting protesters. Uh, At some point, the gentleman um, in the protest was talking to the driver of the vehicle. Driver of the vehicle did roll down the window and did shoot him and kill him. there is in the video you can hear a couple different guns going off um but they did say that the gentleman who was shot and killed did not actually shoot anyone um there is some conflicting reports whether or not he did point his weapon at the driver of the vehicle some people uh there were several protesters that said no he never did uh but they the driver of the vehicle is saying that he did point it at him 
Um, so they know who the guy in the vehicle was. Yes, he did call police after he did drive through that intersection. Um, he did call the police and say that um, one of the protesters uh, pointed his weapon at him, and so he shot back. And uh, another protester who also had a concealed uh, carry license shot at the SUV as it drove off as well. So, uh, yeah, so protests in Texas. So the protester with the gun who got shot was was a black guy or white guy? It was a white gentleman. His wife, who is a quadriplegic, is an African-American woman. Um, So he was there on the side of Black Lives Matter. Correct, yes. Oh, okay. he, he, yeah, he was right. there for that. Uh, his name was 28-year-old Garrett Foster. Uh, his, Him and his wife had moved to Austin about two years ago. Um, but, yeah, the shooting happened uh, Saturday night. Um, officers responded in less than a minute. Uh, the caller, um, the 911 call that came out was from the SUV driver who said they had just shot someone who approached the car window and pointed a rifle at them. But... Um, it's it's a little bit like there's a couple different angles you can see of this shooting and uh so a lot of people are uh, discussing it because it it doesn't seem like to many people that the guy did point the gun at the driver of the vehicle it looks like the driver of the vehicle started to drive through the protesters they all began approaching the vehicle and that's when they shot all right so we've got that uh coming up in news today uh, today is National Scotch Day, among oh. other things. So, Scotchy Scotch Scotch. <laughs> and uh, today is <laughs> National Bagpipe Appreciation Day. Oh, and go watch some Braveheart, man. Bugs Bunny is eighty today. He oh. debuted in his first his own. Uh, cartoon where I think he'd been in a couple of other cartoons, but he didn't look exactly the same. But the first cartoon where Bugs Bunny was was called Bugs Bunny, eighty years ago <laughs> on this date. And uh, we'll have the Mo Show calendar coming up a bit later as we're set to get in. We're going to have today and sound clips on the way. I could uh, I could hit you with a pun theater Ooh, if that yeah. sounds like a good idea. So, uh, you know, when you give a blood donation, you usually don't get paid. But mm-hmm. if you're a sperm donor, they, they pay for that. Yeah. Do you know why sperm doma- donations are more expensive than blood donations? Why? Because they're handmade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? All right? Okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, there were some celebrity deaths over the weekend, counting Friday. And all of them were uh, of advanced age. And it doesn't look like any of it had to do with COVID-19, in case you were wondering. Uh, Regis Philbin died this week. Uh, Over the weekend, he was 88. And people are posting, uh, you know, Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, Kelly Ripa, Everybody that worked with uh, Regis has some really nice things to say about him. When did you first become aware of Regis Philbin? Was it was it wants who wants to, to be, be a millionaire? millionaire. I think that's probably Is that for a lot of people. Your final answer. Yeah. 
Which which did he do first? Regis and Kathy Lee. Yeah, Regis and Kathy Lee. Regis and Kathy for like a decade before that, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if you're not staying at home in the day, and especially if you're like a kid, you may not have really become aware of Regis until until he started doing uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, Regis had an incredible 60-year career beginning in 1961 when he hosted his first talk show, The Regis Philbin Show, on local TV in San Diego. <laughs> Wales the giant. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Kathy Lee Gifford said, Regis, there will never be another. There are no words to fully express the love I have for my precious friend Regis. I simply adored him. And every day with him was a gift. From Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest in a joint statement, we're beyond saddened to learn about the loss of Regis. He was the ultimate class act, bringing his laughter and joy into our homes every day on live for more than 23 years. Uh, tributes also pouring in from uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Michael Gelman, uh, and President Trump. President Trump said... One of the greatest in the history of television, Regis was a fantastic person and my friend. He kept telling me to run for president. God damn it, Regis. <laughs> he holds the record for most live television and he did it well. Regis, we love you. I, I like know. how he throws that in there. Yeah, he's like, this is all his fault. <laughs> David Letterman interviewed him, I think he said over 150 times. Wow. Yeah, well, Regis was would sometimes come on. Just the gag was that that Regis, you know, dropped by. So sometimes it wasn't, you know, it was more of a running bit in a way. <laughs> uh, Peter Green, an original member of Fleetwood Mac, died on Saturday. Be wondering why am I playing a Santana song when the guy from Fleetwood Mac died? But uh, he also wrote the Fleetwood Mac songs. Oh well. And Albatross, he was 73. He left the band in 1970 before they really hit their, you know, huge superstardom. Uh, now, here's something interesting and maybe cautionary. He really got into psychedelic drugs <laughs> and started struggling with mental issues. He was eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia and spent time in psychiatric hospitals. Uh, so... Peter Green, original member, original guitarist of Fleetwood Mac, uh, died at 73. And Olivia de Havilland, one of the last remaining stars of the golden age of Hollywood, and the last remaining star of Gone with the Wind, passed away yesterday at the incredible age of 104. Olivia de Havilland was a two-time Oscar winner. One for the 1946 movie To Each His Own, the other for the 1949 movie The Heiress. And she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Gone with the Wind in 1939, but lost to her co-star, Hattie McDaniel. Olivia de Havilland had retired from acting in the late 1980s and spent most of her time in Paris. In 2003, she appeared as a presenter at the 75th annual Academy Awards and got a standing ovation. Um, 
Are you are you a gun with the wind fan, Joanna? Yeah. Did you have to watch it in school? We watched it in history. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like, okay, kids, here we go. We're going to learn about the Civil War. Here's like, Gone with the Wind. I feel like that day my teacher was probably hungover. Yeah. And was just like, hey, this is what we're doing today. I I, I don't sit there and watch it. Like, I won't put it on and think, yeah, you know what time it is? Gone with the Wind time. Like, oh, but I really want to see that movie. Yeah, like, but if it's, it's a commitment. on Turner. It's like three hours. Though. But if it's on yes. Turner Classic, then, oh, yeah. If I The minute I see that, I'm like, what's up? Right. The remote lays down like this is how I'm spending the next four hours. <laughs> you know what? This is uh, kind of last minute, but I've got a Florida man game. If you guys oh, would absolutely. be interested in playing the Florida man game. All right. Well, yeah. since I'm springing it on you like this, I'll give you time to get a you know pen or paper or something to write on handy. Uh, whatever you need. Florida man. Florida man. All right, is everybody ready? Let's do this. Yeah. And as sometimes happens, this is a Florida woman story. Oh. Although there's a Florida man involved, but it's mainly about the woman. So here's what here's the way Florida man game works. I give you the headline and leave out one key word, and if anybody can match the key word, they win $1,000. So here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's the headline. Woman grabs her blank by genitals for not sharing his weed. Once again, woman okay. grabs her blank by his genitals for not sharing his weed. Hmm. All, right. All right. Puzzle that one out. Take a few moments. Let me know when you've got your answer I got Plugged mine. in. Brandon's done. Always go with first instinct, man. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting strategy. I've, l- I've learned that in when it comes to the Florida man slash Florida woman game, if I overthink it too much, it just it strays <laughs> even further from the real answer. So okay. I got to go with my gut instinct. Well, if you feel like you have better success going with your first impulse, then that's the strategy you should follow. <laughs> Joanna, you're good? Yes, I And good. Lisa. Yeah. All right. When you first started reading the headline, when it said... Uh, Grabbed by the blank. Oh. Or however, whatever, however you said it. I honestly, my first thought was, well, she grabbed somebody by the genitals. But that was part of the headline. Mm. So. Yeah, I genitals know, right? was included. So here yeah, we go. Yeah. Woman That's grabs her blank is. by the genitals for not sharing his weed. Brandon, what do you have? I went with grandfather. Is it oh. grandfather? No. Oh, grandfather is incorrect. Mm-hmm. Oh. Joanna, I think you rang in second. So. Woman grabs her blank by the by his genitals for not sharing his weed. I went with mailman. Is oh. it mailman? It is oh. not mailman. All right, Lisa, for anybody to get the $1,000 prize today, <laughs> you need to get this. Woman grabs her blanks her blank by his genitals for not sharing his weed. So I had two initial instincts. One sounded more like a porn title, so I decided to go with my second, which was drug dealer. Mm, it is not drug dealer. Oh! People well, in the Facebook chat going to be upset because we had a couple of drug dealers in the Facebook chat. Mm-hmm. I said my son or drug dealer, but I thought son was a little creepy. I thought son was a little creepy, yeah, too. See, I was uh-huh. going that. Um, it is Florida. Yeah. Let me but, just tell you, son was closer than drug dealer. Really? Oh. What is the answer, sir? 22-year-old woman in Florida attacked her 59-year-old dad last oh. week oh. when he wouldn't share his medical marijuana. 
Damn it, I was close with grandfather. Yeah. She grabbed his genitals during the fight and was arrested for misdemeanor battery. Let's find a little more out about this unique dynamic. 22-year-old <laughs> Dakota DiRienzo from Sebastian, Florida, was visiting her 59-year-old dad, Luigi, at his <laughs> mobile home park. His brother Mario showed up later to defend him. <laughs> Does not say if he worked as a plumber. <laughs> well, Luigi, Were the dad, Luigi had some medical marijuana, and his daughter asked for some of it, but he would not share. So they got into an argument. The argument went from verbal to physical, and according to the police report... Ms. D. Rienzo attacked her father by pulling him down to the ground and grabbing his genitals. Ooh. Oh, no. She was arrested for misdemeanor battery. There could be more to the story. Like, she might have suspected that that's where he was hiding his stash. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know the story. Yeah. We don't know what the story is, but... Uh, no winner today. I'm sorry. Nah. That $1,000 goes unclaimed. Florida man, Florida man. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Florida man, Florida man. Florida. Florida. Oh. Uh, you always <laughs> mess it up. Do that. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast couple of sports notes from last week when you were gone. I just wanted to get your feedback on these. Any interest in Mike Tyson fighting Roy Jones Jr. in September? Not really. Um, I wouldn't buy the pay-per-view, but if somebody's bootlegging it, I'll tune it in. <laughs> well, what if I mean, some, somebody else bought the pay-per-view? If somebody else bought the pay-per-view and, well, I, I, invited social Joe distancing, maybe we'll see. Because uh, all it does is remind me of the Tito Ortiz-Chuck Liddell fight that they had that last year, I think. And those guys are way past their prime. Granted, boxing, you're, you're always, you know, standing. You know, it's just punching. You don't have to worry about a whole lot more. But well. do you ever see those old man fights online where you got like a 65-year-old <laughs> dude and a 65-year-old dude going at it? And it's just who, who, who happens to fall over first? That's what that fight was like. That's what watching Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell fight was like. Okay, you have to admit sad. that that workout video of Tyson from earlier this oh, summer. And we good. should, yeah, right. He was hitting that that uh, what's it called the heavy bag. I and mean, Roy Jones has looked good as, as well. Tyson, Mike Tyson is fifty four. Roy Jones Jr. is fifty one. I would not have thought they were that close in age. Mike hasn't fought since June of two thousand five. And Roy Jones Jr.'s last fight was February of 2018. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, a couple of years. I don't even think of them as being in the same weight class, but I guess technically they are. But wasn't Jones usually like a light heavyweight? He's and fought at middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight, cruiserweight, and heavyweight. And one of the things that Roy Jones is kind of notorious for is that he was dominant. I mean, he was... Almost unstoppable, but when he decided to start changing weight classes, it affected his boxing skills and it slowed him down. And that's when the decline of Roy Jones Jr. began to happen. Also, they're not going to wear headgear and they're going to be using the 12-ounce gloves, which are larger than normal. 
But at the same time, I feel kind of bad seeing these, you know, on the verge of being senior citizens, get in there and possibly give each other more brain damage mm-hmm. <laughs> than they already had uh, before this started, before they decided to come back. Yeah, I saw Tyson 10 or 12 years ago at a fight in Vegas, and the his shoulders were just so broad. I was like, oh, my God. Nobody would want to climb in the ring against him no matter how old he is. Mm-hmm. So this must have been back when he was, you know, probably 45. Uh, but he just looked so scary, man. Roy Jones <laughs> has still been fighting consistently for uh, forever now at this point. Well, this he, says he, he has fought a, in 2018. Yeah. So, so he's got about a year and a half break. But before that, he did fight in 2017. He had a couple of fights in 2016. He had four fights in 2015. So it's not like he's had a major break. I mean, a year and a half might seem like a lot, but still. The other thing I wanted to bring up was the Washington football team, which is yeah. now their name. Oh, yeah. The Washington football team is what they've decided to go with, at least temporarily. I like it. You know, it's real minimalist. Gets right to the point. What are they? Football team. Where are they from? Washington. That kind of says all you need to know. <laughs> I like it. What, what did you think, Brandon? Do you think I, got a feeling, I got a feeling they've just run into problems with trademark issues and what they want to do. And... They need a year to get this together. They probably felt rushed, and they weren't going to be able to get something done before this coming up season. So what do they need to do in the meantime? A placeholder. Yeah. Football team. So you don't think there's any chance that they just leave it? You know what? We're the Washington football team. I think it'd be great if they did. I do, too. I love it. I think and it would be unique. You know, it would really set them apart from the rest of the league. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if the Washington football team is going to have a rule where you can't wear old gear with the now offensive uh, mascot. Like, would they tell the fans, hey, you know what? We really don't like it if you wear the... There used to be a guy... I don't know, I don't know if he's still around, but you know the guy who dressed it, dressed up like... Like a an, an Indian on the war path at mm-hmm. all the home games. Like I wonder if they're going to try and tell people, you know, that's not really welcome here anymore. What about the hogs? Well, the hogs. I mean, that's not. Just keep all the pig noses and everything. <laughs> yeah, in that's there. not racist, right? All right, tell us about our that, match. That should be their team name. I mean, they've already got that fan base. They've already got the guys that wear the pig noses to the games and everything. H-A-W-G-S. Call them the Washington Hogs. That's, I mean, you're always talking about... though. Yeah, but you're always talking about... <laughs> Look at this hog. Washington, D.C. and all the pork. Yeah. There, and, you know, a lot of politicians are like piggies at a trough, so... Yeah, I like it. Washington Hogs. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Let's check our website, buzzadamsshow.com. Head over to buzzadamsshow.com. Updated uh, daily, multiple times a day. Uh, Joanne, I noticed this is yours. It looks like a weird piece of furniture. Uh, the title is El Paso and Attempts to Sell Yoga Couch. Uh-huh. Hilarity Ensues. Is this the, a yoga couch? The original title was El Paso and Attempts to Sell Sex Couch. Oh. Hilarity Ensues. 
Um, but I've been informed that it is indeed a yoga couch. After I did some extensive research. All right, take me Hold through on, the, me what made you now. think you it was a sex by, couch. Did first? you get flagged by IT from all the uh, extensive research? No. I did it in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, so I, we put it up on the Facebook and the comments came in of it's not a sex couch. It's a yoga couch. As you can see, there's fitness equipment in the background. So what? But in the comments well, of the- it's a garage, I mean. So maybe. you know how on Facebook there's a marketplace? Mm-hmm. In the marketplace, all it, it didn't have a description of what it was. It just said, this needs to go $40. Well, here's what it says. Purchased and never used, uh-huh. asking $40, need it gone. So this is kind of their fault because they didn't put it in a good enough so description. So in the comments, people were like, what is it? And someone was like, I bet it's for sex. <laughs> and somebody was like, it totally said, is. The person goes, what is it? And they were like, sex couch. <laughs> and then the person after that says, I want one with cup holders. <laughs> and so I thought it was hilarious because of all well, this person is selling a sex couch for 40 bucks. And after Whoa. extensive research, sex couches are like, they run up to $500. They're very expensive. I, you know, so I thought $40 is a steal. I, I'm going to also. I'm going to say right now, I don't see how this would be conducive to sex or yoga. It's pretty thin. Oh, well, I mean, I would show you pictures, but we can't. Thanks to you. Oh, my gosh. Totally. If you look up yoga couch, there is sex positions involved with that said couch. I'm still on Joanna's exactly, side. Exactly right. Well, I got a lot of backlash Yoga, for it, Kama Sutra. For saying that it was a sex couch. It's what if, dude, I literally, couch. I googled yoga couch, and the first thing that came up was Those improve sex, your you sex life. The Shea Lounge uh-huh. that they sell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the, quite frankly, looks like a any, fainting couch. any couch can be a <laughs> sex couch. <laughs> sure. Depends on what you're true. using it for. I guess this one's like, I don't, not aerodynamic, but I guess it's better for your back or I'll something. I'll tell you, whatever it is, it looks like a good buy for $40. Exactly. <laughs> it was a, if a is it sex, still for sale? Because Buzz wants to buy A sex couch or yoga couch, whatever you want to call it, it's very expensive. So $40 was a steal. But then also the words never used were kind of. Yeah. Like, but did you what, really what? believe it? Uh, somebody bought it though. Why so, also the urgency? Just need it gone. Need it gone. I don't know, but somebody did buy it because in the comments the seller did say, "This has been sold. They're gonna come pick it up." Please stop talking about my sex couch. Thank you. <laughs> covered in herpes or something. Oh Never my. used. Somebody was like, "Is that a slide for kids?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I got a post uh, about Walmart announcing they're gonna be closed on Thanksgiving, and Ooh. they have put out ads. And I just want to point out. Listen, I got nothing against Walmart. I go to Walmart. I used to be a, I used to be a shareholder. But you're not fooling anybody, Walmart. This isn't some great humanitarian thing you're doing mm-hmm. for your workers. That's so nice of you, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> so Walmart used to be closed on Thanksgiving Day, up until 1989. Then they started staying open for Thanksgiving, but usually with kind of a skeleton crew, you know, in case somebody forgot to get corn or cranberry sauce or whatever you'd run and get it from walmart they didn't start doing what like the doorbuster deal Mm -hmm. where people would line up and then they'd open at midnight that didn't really start till 2011 so i think walmart is trying to position it like look we're giving our workers this federally mandated holiday off aren't we great how nice of us 
also in the middle of a pandemic. Walmart, <laughs> you've also kind of been without competition for for about six months. I think you've probably done financially well enough. You could be off. They're probably still going to have their Black Friday. I mean, if it's possible to have the Black Friday, which means they're they're still going to have to have workers they're come like, in and get stuff ready. The they're day not before. working Thursday, but we open at midnight. So uh, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I kind of go down the history not only of uh, Walmart and Black Friday, but Black Friday in general, and you can read that. Uh, it's titled Walmart are not great humanitarians for closing mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving. And Kohl's is there like, see you 4 p.m. on Thursday, everybody. We'll be open. <laughs> they do. They open on Thanksgiving like at 4 p.m. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, you got to th- spend your Kohl's cash. You know, my article goes into that. You know who kind of led the trend? Walmart. <laughs> at first it was like, we're going to open at 6 o'clock in the morning. And then it's got earlier. And it's and like, earlier, we're going to open at midnight. Right. It's like they're the ones that released the first two pythons in Florida. And then now they're like, we're not going to keep them as pets yeah. anymore. But they're already running rampant. <laughs> Let's go. created this monster, Walmart. Let's do our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. As we mentioned, uh, today is National Scotch Day. For you scotch lovers, what's the difference between scotch, bourbon, and whiskey? Brandon, feel like you would know that. Scotch is from Scotland. Bourbon's from Kentucky. Whiskey's, they're all whiskeys. Oh, they're all, they all fall under whiskey? Yeah. Oh. Some other things that are going on on the Mo Show calendar. Daily Almanac of Events. Uh, we mentioned earlier Bugs Bunny uh, first appeared in a cartoon on this date 80 years ago. So 80 years ago in 1940, Bugs Bunny made his official debut in his first uh, cartoon for Warner Brothers called A Wild Hare. Birthdays include actress Taylor Schilling, who played the lead role on Orange is the New Black. She's 36 today. Retired baseball star and J-Lo's man, Alex Rodriguez, is 45 today. Maya Rudolph having a birthday. That scene with her and, is it Bridesmaids? Mm-hmm. Which one? Where she's trying. Well, the ba- she's the, trying she's got to go to the gown. bathroom. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's like, it's happening. Sitting, it's, it's happening. It's happening. out in the middle of the road. Great. It happened. <laughs> Maya Rudolph is 48 today. And a birthday for... All right, I know who this actor is. I've never <laughs> been sure how to pronounce his name. Nicola Coster-Waldo. Oh, yes. Jamie Lannister. Did I come pretty close to the way he pronounces his name? I think it's Nikolai. Nikolai Coster-Waldo. I'm just guessing off Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a Nikolai. He played Jamie Lannister. No, it's Nicolage. 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 He is 50 today. WWE superstar Triple H. Yeah. It's 51. The game. Actor Julian McMahon from Nip Tuck is 52. Was he the one that also played Doctor Doom? Mm-hmm. Is that the same guy? Yeah, the, in the one that Jessica Alba was in. He played Dr. Doom. And comedian Bill Ingvall, one of my favorites, actually. Bill Ingvall, part of the Blue Comedy uh, Tour, is 63. Was it, 
Was it his show that Jennifer Lawrence got started on? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when she was a little kid, she was on uh, Bill Ingvall's show. And TV producer Norman Lear is, first of all, still alive. Second of all, having a birthday today. Wow. He gave us all in the family, the Jeffersons, One Day at a Time, Good Times, and many other shows that could not be made today. <laughs> 98. And on this date, in 1586, tobacco was first brought to England from Virginia by Sir Walter Raleigh. So that was 434 years ago that tobacco was brought to England for the first time. And it was just a matter of time before Homer Simpson created tobacco. Tobacco. Highly addictive. And today is National Bagpipe Appreciation Day. Well, that narrows it down. <laughs> bagpipe day, but bagpipe appreciators have to be even fewer than there are bagpipe players, I would guess. We should play ACDC for uh, Bagpipe oh, Appreciation yeah. Day. For those about to rock, is yeah. that what that's in? Yeah, that's the way you're supposed to use bagpipe. Like, that one is... <laughs> like, pretty... I didn't appreciate a bagpipe until ACDC put it in For Those About to Rock, We Salute I You. Think, I think that's the one. It's at the very beginning. I, I think the bagpipe part I, is like part of the intro. It's, it's, it's... No, it's not For Those About to Rock. It's uh, a different one. What? Bagpipe. God, I know, and we're, we're hell? working on it now. Guys, we're a rock station. There are four of us. Yeah, I know. It was an ACDC <laughs> song with the bagpipes. Yeah, I can hear that. It was like it was the high shush, pitch. Shush, shush, shush. Oh. I think I got it. Um, it's a long way, a long way to, to the top, top if, if you, you want to rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah! yeah! That's bagpipe! All right, Joanna. <laughs> All right. You know what? I I take it back. I do appreciate bagpipes. <laughs> See? Or corn shoots and ladders, if you will. Is that a... Jonathan that a, Davis plays it. Uh, he's played it in a few of their songs. Yeah. Does he play the bagpipe? Mm -hmm. He does. All That's right. one of the best things when they come out for their encore. If they're doing shoots and ladders as the first song of the encore... The whole set gets dark, and then all of a sudden you just hear the bagpipe start, and it's him by himself coming out. He's usually rocking a kilt at that point. Nice. It's great. Nice. That's got to be so nice to perform at a concert in. Nice breeze. The kilt. Yeah, so play a bagpipe or be a chick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Did you know there, there well, was, I should say, but there, there is a... NFL player who is also a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know who it is? I can't remember his name, but he's the one that's backed out of the season. Yeah. You didn't cover this in sports, did you? No. <laughs> Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Mm -hmm. The NFL has about 1,700 players, and one of them, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, is a medical doctor. That's impressive. I mean, to be playing a Really, any sport at that level, and you also got your MD. Mm. He's an offensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs, and the only active NFL player with a medical uh, doctor's degree. He graduated from McGill University Med School in 2018, and he's been treating COVID 19 patients in the offseason. 
And now he's become the first NFL player to opt out of the upcoming season. He announced that he won't be playing. Uh, He says that he's going to devote his time to taking care of uh, people during the pandemic. What kind of doctor is it? Does it say? Well, it says he's been working as an orderly at a care facility in Canada. He said, quote, being at the front line... Well, a medical, you know, an MD, a medical mm-hmm. doctor. I don't know what his specialty. Uh, if he is know, a specialty, fo- yeah. Uh, he said, being at the front line during this off season has given me a different perspective on this pandemic and the stress it puts on individuals and our healthcare system. I cannot allow myself to potentially transmit the virus to our communities simply to play the sport that I love. He might want to. Uh inform Major League Baseball of this because breaking news, the Miami Marlins have canceled their home opener tonight because of a coronavirus outbreak. Hey, don't they have like five players? that Eight have te- more oh. players <laughs> and two coaches oh, man. with the Marlins have now tested positive for the coronavirus as an outbreak has spread throughout their clubhouse and brought the total number of cases in recent days to at least 14. God. Jeez. Is that a for? Does that just go down as a forfeit, or do they try and reschedule? I think, it's, I think it consider it like a rain delay. Uh, let me. I mean, this just popped up. It says here the Marlins remain in Philadelphia and continue to undergo testing after their weekend series there Jeez. on Sunday. Four Marlins players tested positive for the coronavirus, including the that day starter Jose Arena. According to sources familiar with the situation, leading the team to delay its post-game trip home amid concerns about a possible outbreak, the Marlins were ready. Uh, we're already going to be without the services of Urena catcher uh, Jorge Alfaro, who was placed on the injured list before the season opener, and uh, infielder Garrett Cooper, outfielder Herod Ramirez. And it's possible that the infections occurred Wednesday on the team's trip to and from Atlanta, where the Marlins played the Braves in an exhibition game. So this is the one thing that we were always wondering, what are they going to do if there is an outbreak? We've constantly heard... NBA, NHL, Major League mm-hmm. Baseball talk about their testing and how they're going to do it every couple of days or every three days. And, you know, if you're in the NBA or the NHL, you're basically in this bubble. You're not allowed to leave. Just ask Lou Williams. Went to the strip club. And he's, now he's on 14-day quarantine. He's into a bubble. It was a funeral, and then he stopped off whoa, whoa, whoa. in the strip they club have, on the way back from the funeral. He was eating food. <laughs> he had a bite to eat. Yeah. You're, you're Maybe allowed it was to go to a restaurant. Thing. It was the closest thing. <laughs> he was looking for a breast and a thigh. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they had a really good steak. We've heard of those places before. Yeah. So now we're starting to see what's going to happen if there is an actual outbreak. I mean, here for the Miami Marlins, they are canceling their home opener tonight. President Trump has decided he will not throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. On a side note, this is the only positive thing to come out of Miami in a while Mm. for the Marlins. Are they pretty terrible? Yeah, they've been they've been like, really bad like who's for a while. the worst? Who's probably going to be the worst team this year? Uh, I don't know who the worst team's going to be, the, but the Marlins they've they've been pretty consistent towards the bottom. There's a great. Clip. I was just thinking, would it be something if because it's so weird, like the worst team in the league somehow won the World Series because they were the only team that, that did, didn't, that get, didn't sick. get the coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, but it looks like it's starting at the bottom of the Miami Marlins. Yeah, I'm kidding. There's a great clip from a couple of years ago from the Dan Levitard show where they had one of their guys out on site for the for the the season opener, and on the first pitch, the opposing team went yard. 
just hit a home run, and yeah. that was kind of how their whole season was going to go because there people who are always complaining in that market, like you never cover the Marlins, and their excuse was, well, there's nothing really to cover. So they did, and then first pitch, home run. I was watching some baseball over the weekend, as a lot of people were, and I was watching one of the games where they didn't have the cutout fans right behind home plate. Mm-hmm. It was like watching a Marlins game. Yeah. <laughs> because there's nobody, nobody there at the stadium. I tuned into. I don't think it was La Liga because I, th- I can't remember who it was. Um, but the, what they had, rather than having cut out fans in the stands, they were using what I'm guessing was like live Zoom from fans. And so they just basically put them in a giant grid in the stands where they would be sitting. So you could they were moving along and they were you know rooting for their team. And that's what they had kind of going on in the background. It was pretty cool. The president uh, says that he's not going to throw out the first pitch at a Yankee game. He says he's too busy. And he's too busy because of his strong focus on coronavirus, vaccines, and the economy. I'm fine with that. (laughs) Seriously, who needs the president to go throw out the first pitch at a baseball game? Strong focus. Go to your Skype. Do you, you know see. when it started? Go to my Skype. Go to go to your Skype, and you can see a nice picture of what he looks like when he's focused, throwing out the first pitch. I bet he golfed yesterday. Do you know when the first president threw out a first pitch? <sighs> yeah, it was like in the nineteen teens, maybe. I think it was one of the fat ones. I'm gonna say one of the it, fat ones. Yeah, one That's of beautiful. the fat presidents back when we would still. When we would still elect fat, like you can't get elected. Well, yeah, I don't know. Trump's a little tubby. Uh, me, was it? Uh, oh, who's the guy who got stuck in the bathtub? <laughs> you know what? I'll go Grover. Taft? I'll go, yeah, Taft. I'm going to say Taft or Grover Cleveland. Do you think they dragged him out in the bathtub to throw that? Was pitch? it Taft? It was mm-hmm. 1910. So you're off by a few years, but yeah, they say that uh, he did throw out the first ceremonial pitch. April 14th, 1910. I never got the picture, Brandon. Did you get the other stuff earlier on Skype? Do you know why he... I got your mashup, yeah. Do you know why he... uh, So he threw out the first pitch in 1910. He also did it the next year, and he was supposed to do it the year after that, but he had to miss. Do you know why? Because they did away with Nickel Hot Dog Day at the park? (laughs) No. He was pissed off? No. (laughs) What? What else happened in April of 1912? Titanic? Boom! Yes, you're oh, correct. Wait, uh-huh. did it sink because Taft was on it? <laughs> no, he he missed it out. He missed out on it because, uh, yeah, the Titanic, uh, he was dealing with that. So, no, he didn't think it was appropriate mm. to go. Throw a first pitch out. Yeah. Go to your email. I sent it to your email. For some reason, Skype wasn't working there. You've heard the bathtub story, though, right? No, I haven't. That's why I loved it. What happened with the bathtub? Uh... President Taft went to take a bathtub, and he was so large. Like I think, like they say, he's the, the largest president ever. Right? Three hundred and fifty pounds, Whoa. and that people just really didn't get that big back in those days. And mm-hmm. that he got in the bathtub, and then he couldn't get out. So oh, he got turtled. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wore the bathtub for the rest of his term as a shell. So. <laughs> There's your uh, baseball and President Trump is backing out of throwing the first pitch. He 
saw some players kneeling during the anthem. And he's not, doesn't want to be around when players are kneeling. I want to see him throw. He claimed he was a baseball stud. <laughs> um, yeah, I saw a video of him having a catch like out on the White House lawn. He looks like he's thrown a baseball before. There's, I fine. mean, there, he, there's footage of him at a minor league game where he looks a lot smoother playing catch. The one with him on the White House lawn, he still looks. Well, he was wearing a suit, kind of awkward and stuff. And why well, he's basically wearing a suit in this one where he's down on this the this minor league ball club too. I, I mean, I try not to judge my politicians by how, how well they throw a baseball, but if I did, I would say Trump probably does a pretty good job. So I probably sent out a, better than Fauci. Oh, that was bad. Oh, and then everybody was on Fauci's case because he sat in the stands with his wife and he took his mask oh, off. Oh, he didn't have the mask on. Yeah. yeah. I'd sent out a knock-knock joke yesterday, and all I got was Fernie said, I don't get it. Lisa said... Sounds like he's back on the show. Okay, no, so first of all... Lisa said a snide comment, and then Joanna didn't even answer. This started because (laughs) he was complaining all week to us last week. Watch Palm Springs. You're going to love it. It's about Palm Springs. It's super cute and funny. I thought it was... was, I enjoyed it. So whatever. So I watched it. It's on Hulu. I watched it. I still say you should check it out. First of all, nothing in that movie happens in Palm Springs. They should call it what it is, Joshua Tree. It is basically out of Joshua Tree instead. Then it wasn't very funny. I was sitting there thinking like, oh, it's going to be, I'm going to be laughing out loud. was not. I don't think I said it was hilarious. I said it was, it was cute. And if you like. Joanna, were you, was he not gassing this movie yes, up? Yes, you kept going. You guys, have you watched well, it yet? Have you watched it yet? You, I, need to you watch know what? It. I stand by. I thought it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought Lisa would like it Lisa because Lisa sends us a text on Friday and she's, she's all, from Palm Springs. I'm gonna watch it, and Fernie's like, "Don't bother, it's late." <laughs> all right, Brandon. Yeah, here's the joke that nobody laughed at, and Joanna didn't even respond to. Oh, okay. it was asleep. Knock knock. Who's there? Door mom. Door mom. Who? Door mom who I've come to bargain. I had a feeling that's where I was going. That's <laughs> cute. Yeah, cute, like Palm Springs. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Mm-hmm. Not earth shattering. I'll, I'll give you credit. Okay. Were you super excited because you thought of that one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also l- didn't work over text because they were like, door mom who? Door mom who? Door mom, mom who? who? Yeah. Nico's the only one that left. No, yeah. it works perfect. It's like knock-knock jokes are perfect for over a text. Okay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Time for entertainment news. It's the Hollywood Buzz Tinseltown chit-chat with Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Well, we had a few celebrity deaths over the weekend. First, Regis Philbin passed away at the age of 88. Some reports say he died of a heart disease, but while he has had heart issues in the past, his family said that he passed of natural causes. The family released a statement saying he was one month shy of his 89th birthday, but that his family and friends are forever grateful for the time they got to spend with him. Regis had an incredible 60-year career beginning in 1961 when he hosted his first talk show, The Regis Philbin Show, on local TV in San Diego. He's best remembered for co-hosting Live with Regis and Kathy Lee and Live with Regis and Kelly for more than 20 years, for hosting the initial run of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, 
and for hosting the first season of America's Got Talent. After the news of Regis's death got out, many of his peers paid tribute to him, like Kathy Lee Gifford, Kelly, uh, Kelly Ripa, Jimmy Kimmel, and David Letterman. Regis was Letterman's guest 150 times, and he guest-hosted The Late Show in 2000 while Letterman was recovering from a quintuple bypass surgery. Got a little uh, recap of Regis's career starting in local television back in 61 in San Diego and bringing you right up to the most recent things that Regis had done. Uh, it doesn't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you have to sign back in. God him. dang it. Oh no. <laughs> oh, crud. <laughs> um, do you want me to move on to the next one? Yeah, go on. Uh, Academy Award Here winning you go. Oh. I got it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the whole thing's not working. <laughs> Academy Award winning actress Olivia de Havilland, who was the last surviving star of Gone with the Wind, also passed over the weekend. She was 104. De Havilland died peacefully from natural causes on July 26 at her home in Paris. Two-time Academy Award winner, but not yes. for Gone with not the Wind. Not for Gone with the Wind. She won two Oscars, one in 1946 for To Each His Own in 1949's The Heiress, making her and her sister, Joan Fontaine, the only siblings oh, to have yeah. won leading acting Academy Awards. The reported rivalry between the sisters that were born 15 months apart was considered something of a Hollywood legend. De Havilland made her final appearance on camera in the 1988 TV movie The Woman He Loved before stepping away from the spotlight and enjoying a quiet retirement in France. It has always just boggled my mind the past few years that one of the stars from Gone with the Wind mm -hmm. was still alive. And not like they were a child. Not like one of the little kids in the movie yeah. or anything. No. A uh, hundred and four shoes. Yeah. Amazing. There, there can't be too many people who were movie stars in the 30s that are still left. Are there any munchkins still around or are they all, <laughs> <laughs> they're all done probably? No, I thought there was one left, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, I think one just had recently passed. I remember mm. being on the show when you announced that. And you were like, he was one of the last. Right. Of Wizard of Oz. The Kanye West saga continues. He, well, he finally took a trip to the hospital over the weekend. He went to the emergency room in Wyoming to be treated for anxiety, but he got uncomfortable with the amount of people there and left. Well, his people then arranged for an ambulance to come out to his ranch. The medics checked his heart rate and blood pressure and realized that he wasn't in danger. Kanye's trip to the hospital came after he issued a public apology to his wife after a week that found him sharing at his presidential rally that he and Kim Kardashian almost aborted their first child north accusing her of cheating on him and revealing that he'd been trying to re divorce her for two years he took to twitter to ask for her forgiveness meanwhile on the presidential front kanye dropped about thirty thousand dollars to get on the ballot in illinois and even though he probably won't be the next white house occupant he's still just as confident according to him he thinks he'll beat out joe biden with write-in votes okay <laughs> Spencer Grammer, the daughter of Kelsey Grammer, most known for being the voice of Summer Smith on Rick and Morty, was hospitalized after being slashed by a knife-wielding man what? in New York yeah. City. Oh, my you God. Hear about this? First of all, I, I always wondered in Rick and Morty when they'd show the credits, mm -hmm. huh, I wonder if she's related to Kelsey Grammer. 
But no, I hadn't heard. She's great. Yeah, she She's is really great. funny. How old is she? I always wonder how old she I is. I don't know, actually. What else is she in? Because she looks so familiar. Did you ever watch Greek? Thank you. Thank yes. you. Thank you. A, I knew it. She was in that. Uh, I kept looking at her and I was like, what is she from? She's from something... Really dumb that I remember what watching as a teenager. Okay, yeah, no, you. it was Greek. Sources in law enforcement tell TMZ that the incident occurred late on Friday night. A man arrived at a restaurant as it was about to close when workers at the restaurant told the man who witnesses say appeared drunk that they couldn't serve him. He flew into a rage and pulled out a knife and began attacking employees and guests at the restaurant. Grammer and a friend who were both were both wounded while trying to pull the assailant away from others. The report states that Grammer went to the hospital, but that her injuries are not life-threatening. Grammer is said to have suffered gashes on her arm while her friend sustained injuries to her back. The man fled into the night and police are investigating. Do you watch uh, Rick and Morty? Absolutely. Yeah. You know who my favorite Grammar. voice actor on there is? Um, it's, not, it's not Justin Roiland. Is it when Dan Harmon is... Um, no. Birdman? Chris Bird person. Bird person. Chris Parnell, who plays Jerry, yeah, Jerry. the day. He's yeah, just yeah. The <laughs> His delivery is is so on the money every time. He's great. Great. And finally, Ryan Reynolds is offering a $5,000 reward for the return of a stolen teddy bear. This isn't just a cute thing that he's doing for a little kid who's misplaced their toy. A 28-year-old woman in Vancouver, British Columbia, named oh, Mara Sariana, lost the bear when a bag it was packed in with other valuables was stolen from outside of her U-Haul. The bear is irreplaceable, she says, because it contains a voice recording that her mother made for her before oh. she died of cancer. Oh, my God. The teddy bear is wearing a red and white dress plus black frames just like her mom did. She knows it was stolen because there is security footage where someone is seen grabbing the bag and walking away. Ryan Reynolds tweeted out saying, $5,000 to anyone who returns this bear to Mara. Zero questions asked. I think we all need this bear to come home. Aww. And with entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. Wouldn't that be creepy if the bear started? She's got her mom's voice on it, which is cool and very sweet. But mm -hmm. my daughters used to have dolls, and when the batteries would start running out, they'd start. They'd, but they'd, sometimes they'd go off randomly, randomly in the middle of the night, and their <laughs> voice was going off. And can you just imagine your deceased mother's voice? Oh my God! I love you very much. Oh, John Saxon also passed away. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, he was the dad. He yeah. he he was in a bunch of movies in the 60s and 70s and 80s. You know that Bruce Lee has a confirmed Twitter account? How really? Like it's verified? Yeah. Uh -uh. He's got the blue Lee check mark Twitter. Well, if you want to do the the deaths coming 3, I guess I was kind of on the fence about Peter Green. The original guitarist from Fleetwood Mac, but John Saxon. He's your third there. there yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. It really seems like anytime there's an announcement about an event or a festival, it's that it's canceled. They canceled the state fair. You know, it stands to reason. Yeah. Got some good news. There's one Texas festival. That is, that is going ahead, and it's this Saturday, too. Really? Not too late to make your travel plans if you want to go. Is it the hey. rattlesnake? No. People Round are looking for things to do. 
The rattlesnake mm. roundup is in Sweetwater. I don't know when that is, but but that's not this Saturday. Or it could be. Is the duck races of Deming, <laughs> Deming? still going to happen? I, I, I don't know about that. That's mm. not what I'm talking about. The Texas Testicle Festival in Fredericksburg is still going to go on this Saturday. First of all, there's some great wineries in Fredericksburg, so I'd mm-hmm. kind of be inclined to go. Do you know which wines pair well with with testicles? I don't. <laughs> I really don't. But I bet I could find out at this festival. We drive through Fredericksburg frequently. Yeah, sure you do. If you go to Austin, Austin from yeah. Oh, man, I should have asked you for peaches. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The Chardonnay. Were you going to the country to get a lot of peaches? Testies. I love the peaches. Move into the country. Mm-hmm. Eat me a lot of peaches. Eat a lot of peaches? Yeah. Uh, so good news for yeah, everybody. they came from a can, <laughs> and they were put, they were put there by, by a man. Oh, these are not in a can. These are, mm-hmm. these are on the roadside. <laughs> yeah, they are. So good news for anybody who wants to risk coronavirus so you can eat testicles. And drink wine. Mm-hmm. And I, do, I don't specify an animal because apparently they have different kinds. They have uh, bull, pig. Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah. The Rocky Mountain oysters are... What animal are those from? Aren't they buffalo? That's bull, isn't it? Bull. <laughs> Wait a minute. I heard three, <laughs> I heard three things. What? Buffalo I- bull? I thought it was bull. You said it. You told me it was bull. That's what I thought it was. Um, I've never been. Bull. Ooh. Okay. Look up. Well, here I can do this. Rocky Mountain oysters or mountain oysters or meatballs. (laughs) (laughs) Like the third option. Also known as prairie oysters in Canada. That reminds me that, uh, was it it Funny Farm with Chevy Chase when he's about to break that record? Not many people have, have a taste for, for sheep balls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I looked up an article about it on a San Antonio website, and they're quoting an organizer for the event, Claire Ball. No way. <laughs> no. Spell Ball. B A L L. Is her husband's name Harry? <clears throat> well, Claire Ball is an organizer and said the fest was hoping to build on the 150 attendees who showed up in January. Um, I guess they have it more than once a year. It's a lot of balls. Here's a quote from Ms. Ball. As a testicle organizer, our new normal requires us to stay on the ball with the government. Come on. No, this has to, this has to be a do you think like a week ago when they would, they would ask like, "Hey, is your event still going on?" Well, we got a lot of balls in the air right now, yeah. and we just aren't quite sure. We're just there's a lot of it's a balancing act. The ball is in someone else's court. Right there you now. go. <laughs> there you go. Okay, here are some of the animals whose testicles were featured at the January event. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Fried turkey, lamb. Turkeys have mm-hmm. balls. I know, right? Veal. What is veal? Veal's a baby cow. It's a baby cow. Seems like that would just be like just a little moose bouche. I was going to say, have they descended at that point? <laughs> moose bouche. Right. It's not a full meal. It's just a little moose bouche. <laughs> I did not find that amusing at what all. What do turkey balls look like? Turkey. I know what turkey tails I know what their look neck like. looks like. Well, no. not all turkeys. like the same thing except down south? <laughs> not all turkeys have balls. Only about half of them do. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But like, if, oh, come if, on, I don't want turkey meatballs. I can't have real turkey balls. balls in my search history, okay? I can. It was bad enough, Joanna, to look up that couch earlier. Exactly. <laughs> How do you spell testes? Is there an E-S at S- the end? It's just T-S- T-E-S-T-E-S, I believe. I didn't come up in my you search. Go gonads. Testicle. Turkey gonads. Oh, turkey testicles. Wow, you can get an exotic meat market. Do you think we can find like that nearby in El Paso? Oh, there we go. Here's the punishment for a bet between you and Nico. Losers <gasps> got to eat uh, some Turks Rocky Mountain balls. oysters. Wow. Five pounds of turkey testicles are $150. Five <gasps> pounds. Wow. 30 bucks a pound, huh? That's, if, a, if that's you, a lot of balls. <laughs> a lot of balls. If you <laughs> prefer not to snack on testicles, uh-huh. festival goers can purchase crawfish, lobster tail, burgers, beer, wine, and liquor. That's a normal food. I'd be like... <laughs> What is this burger made of? Yeah. Wow, Tell they're about right the now. size of chicken nuggets. Wow. Turkey ones? That's impressive. That's, yeah. I wonder they're so violent. <laughs> Don't touch my balls. Nico and I actually came up with a good idea for for our next bet. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So my dog had to get stitches, and they gave him one of those plastic shame cones. <laughs> okay, Loser has to wear the cone for an entire day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You like Jerry can stare at you and be like, good. How's it feel? How does it feel now? <laughs> Shame on you, sir. <laughs> yeah, try and lick yourself now. Buzz. Have you... Uh... Oh, God. Can you imagine him trying to eat? <laughs> He'd be excited probably. He'd be like, guys, look, there's He's leftovers. Like, just throw some stuff down like, the cone. Yeah, like you ever seen a pelican try to just like put things in a down's gullet where it's like, Ugh, like that? Have you ever? We could play a game of like, let's see who can throw the M and M's into oh, Buzz's cone. Oh yes! Oh hell yeah! Good. Throw, throw anything you want to in there. <laughs> what? Wait, what is? Don't he say not, anything because there's turkey like? balls I can buy. Turkey yes. balls. Had you guys heard uh, these reports that Paw Patrol had been canceled because oh, one of the geez. dogs is a is a cop dog? <laughs> I heard there was a I, like. I heard, I heard there was like, a rumor. But it was never confirmed, and it was really yeah. just right-wing people being like, oh, they, well, they canceled it because there's a police it, dog. No, I'm, so it started because of the White House press secretary, because Kaylee McEnany, or whatever her name is, she said something about it in a press conference. So people flipped out, and Paw Patrol was like, no, we're not canceled. We're well, I don't think she made it up. I think she'd probably seen something posted about it online and I, well, mistook yeah. it for the truth. It's on the internet. It's got to well, be real. not very... <clears throat> good at researching. Mm. Nickelodeon says no one has contacted them. There are no plans to cancel Paw Patrol or to give, I think it's Chase is the one that's the that's the cop. Right. There's no plan to give Chase a new job. But did so. you see the numbers for A&E now? Yeah, they it plummeted since they took off live PD, man. It was down like 40-something percent. Yeah, almost 50 percent. Um, since So when they canceled... Uh, live PD, people started, you know, boy, saying we're going to boycott, we're not going to watch this anymore. And then now the numbers have come out, and I mean, woof, it's bad. Well, 49% of their primetime viewership dropped. What what else is on A&E these days except other than Intervention. live PD? Intervention, the first 48. Mm. Um See, live PD w- was uh, the kind of thing you could put on, like on a Saturday, and just leave it on the whole night. Yeah, like go yeah. and do stuff mm-hmm. and check in, and 
you know, zip it back if you got it on DVR and, you know, go forward if you wanted to get to the El Paso part. Within their targeted demographics, they said there was a 53% drop between 25 to 54-year-olds and 18 to 49, there was a 55% drop. Um, they said before the show was canceled, though, the network saw a 4% rise in primetime viewership compared to the same time last year. And then, of course, there was tons of spinoffs that came from that franchise. It says that Live PD's franchises made up to 85% of A&E's daily programming for it's the like week. like how True TV latched on to Impractical Jokers, and that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. My God, that's all they show. You'll occasionally catch a few episodes of the Carbonara effect. Yeah, the A and E is saying for their part they expected this quote temporary hit in the rain the ratings, but they're going to find new hits and reinvent themselves. To what you most? It just said eighty five percent of your programming was live PD. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if that was the bulk of their programming, and then they get rid of it, it's going to have a lot of pissed off people. And the reason they got rid of it was because they decided, hey, we shouldn't be. Glamorizing the police, or what was the reason they canceled it? Well, they canceled cops, right? Yeah, it was right around when cops got canceled. They announced that they were canceling their show as well. What if it came back and A and E was just like, "All right, listen, we we gave into the pressure. We're gonna we're gonna bring back live PD, but we're gonna like make it more extreme than ever." It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. All right, we just got the most recent. COVID-19 numbers for the city in which we live, Mm -hmm. which is El Paso, uh, Texas. Six uh, deaths reported. Bringing the total number of deaths in the area to 230. And all of the patients had underlying health conditions, including two males in their 60s, two males in their 70s, one female in her 80s, and one male in his 90s. Also, the city is reporting 87 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the total, since all this started, to 13,327. So Brandon and I were just talking about this, because that's a pretty low number for the numbers that we were seeing. I believe we had 441, I think, last Sunday. Did they already switch over where the numbers were going to be reported to the White House instead of the CDC? The national number is also uh, low. We had had over a thousand deaths a day uh, the past few weeks, and the latest report is 451 new deaths. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You remember they were going to have to start giving the information directly to the White House instead of the CDC, and I noticed that there's half the deaths nationwide. So I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find anywhere where they said, you know, for certain, yes, they are now being reported there. I I was trying to figure out exactly when that transition happened and if it has happened, but I couldn't really see it. So if anybody does know, let us know. But I'm trying. So uh, you're saying the number of new cases, 87, is is less than what we've been seeing? Oh, yeah. Uh, but the number of deaths, six, is not the highest, but it's far from the lowest either. I mean, that is... Uh, and we had the mayor on a couple of weeks ago, and he said, well, those don't necessarily mean they all happen in the same 24-hour period. Correct. But we yeah, get these an are up- when they were reported. But so, we get an update every 24-hour period, so I feel like it's still you know, something you can measure by. Yeah, because now we're getting... So uh, um, let me look. What was... 
So are you saying is the is since the White House possibly is in charge of the data that they're manipulating it in such a way to make it seem less than how it was being reported before when it was the CDC? I don't know. And that that's why I was asking, did it switch over or not? Because it looks like um, we had back on the 16th, 340 uh, positive cases. And then from there, it started, um, it went to 205 the 17th. Uh, the 18th, it was 289. 19th was, gosh, why did they make it hard for me to find this? 441. So last Sunday, the 19th, we had the, that was when we had the 441 cases. And then the 20th was 196. And then now it seems like the number has gone down since then. Um, on the 21st. I mean, I would like to say, I would like to say, be able to say and feel confident in saying, hey, maybe these social distancing measures are working. Maybe we're actually seeing a decrease in the number of cases, but I hadn't, it hadn't even occurred to me. Yeah. For some reason, the White House said, you know what, we're going to handle the data from now on instead of the CDC. So, Well, I forgot, I, you know, and I forgot about it too. It wasn't until I saw someone put up, of course, on Facebook, you know, uh, there needs to be legal action because now the numbers are right where they're supposed to be and all of a sudden these huge spikes are disappearing and clearly this was the media's fault because we're totally in charge of the numbers. Yeah, that's right. Um, but, yeah, and I saw, and I kind of thought about it, I thought, huh, I forgot about that. And so I started looking. But there is one thing, too, is I did notice over this past weekend and even the last few days of last week, it looked like a lot of the cases or a lot of the 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 testing sites, which there was huge lines we saw that were hours long. Um, later in the week, it looked like either A, they, they got it together or B, less people were going and getting tested because there was a lot of different posts on social media that I kept seeing like, hey, I'm at the one at this place, no line. I'm at this one, there's no line. I'm at this one. And so I did see a lot more people posting, hey, they're open, there's nobody here, come get tested, there's no wait. Um, So maybe it's also a decrease in people that are getting tested. Maybe everyone who thought that they were exposed or potentially was exposed went, got tested, and now... It's slowing down. I, I don't or the, know. Or the same organization that tried to convince us that Paw Patrol was being canceled mm-hmm. is somehow manipulating the numbers. Well, so. we will um, We will be talking to uh, the mayor later on this week, so we can kind of <clears> ask <throat> him about that on Thursday and kind of mm-hmm. see what's going on. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right. There's, there's been some breaking news about baseball. So we found out the Marlins... With 14, I don't know if these were all players or just members of the organization, testing positive for COVID-19. We're going to have an isolate for four, for 14 days. And it's like, well, how do you work around that? Are those all forfeits? Do you replay those games? Do they count as a win or a loss? And uh, Steve Kaplowitz joins us now to tell us uh, another game has been canceled. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, Buzz. Well, not canceled. Okay, so there's a difference. Between, canceled yeah. means they're not they're not making it up. Postponed means there's still the opportunity that they could play the game at a later date. So as of now, the two games that have been postponed are the Yankees uh, and Phillies. It was the Phillies' home opener tonight, 
And then also the Marlins home opener against the Orioles has been postponed as well. The reasons uh, for the for the postponements? So that's because eight players and two coaches from the Marlins have all tested positive for COVID since yesterday's game, joining the other four players uh, for the Marlins. So the Marlins have, a, have an outbreak, okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, I got the Marlins, but why are these other games being So the posted? Phillies played the Marlins yesterday. So obviously everybody is concerned about the Phillies because they were around the Marlins during the game. Okay. So, and then... Um, the Yankees are supposed to play the Phillies, and they would occupy the same clubhouse that the Marlins just had their outbreak. And even if they've disinfected it, I don't think that the um, that baseball feels comfortable putting the Yankees back into the Marlins visiting clubhouse in Philadelphia less than 24 hours after the large outbreak. Okay, I could see how some fans of baseball might start getting the feeling after just a few days they're not going to be able to do this. It's all mm-hmm. it's all fallen apart already. And this is not and, a good and, sign, right. right? And let's think about something for a second, okay? And this is the point that I want to make. If baseball, which really doesn't have nearly as much um, physical contact as football, can't get their 60-game season after four games without a, a potential outbreak like this, how the heck is, is the NFL or college football going to pull this off? And NFL wants to have fans in the stands, too, on top of everything else. It's like no other sport can, but somehow the NFL, this is kind of the sort of thing where you wish there was a commissioner who would step in and say, hey, we're going to lay down some some rules here. Roger Goodell just is not that guy. But, I mean, that's another story entirely. But you're right. That's That's a huge problem right now. And, you know, here's the interesting thing about baseball. So baseball, when they started their workouts before the season started, had what they call a 60-player pool. And what that means is they had their, their normal lineup of guys that play, but they also picked up like an additional 30 players. They could be minor leaguers and AAA guys. They could be younger kids that they want to develop. Well, anyway, they've all, they've all been close to the ballpark and like a minor league facility nearby working out, and they're supposed to be doing that during the season. All right, well, that's, well, a, great, that's a great answer, something I had earlier. If the, if the Marlins wanted to bring up some players, do they even have minor leaguers that are they ready do. to go? All oh, right. they do. They do. Now, some will say that they're not Major League ready, but hey, you know what? The Marlins um, aren't Major League ready. <laughs> thank you. There you go. And and the rumor this hour is is that the Marlins right now are trying to figure out if they can sign free agent veterans that are still there, out there, uh, without a team, to just field a team that's Major League caliber over these next uh, few weeks, if that's what it's going to take, since you've got so many players on the roster right now that have tested positive. They, the Marlins want to field a team that's Major League caliber. I guess there's a first time Correct. for everything. Yep. I, I, I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that Derek Jeter comes out of retirement to play shortstop since he was, uh, one of the yeah, owners. Jeets. Yep. Be awesome. Stick him in a Marlins uniform. Let him play shortstop. Um... All of this happening within just a few days, though, is very shaky, and I don't know. What What do you think the so chances... So here's the interesting you, thing. At the beginning okay, so of the season, the I asked thing. you what you thought the chances were that they were going to get through this season, and mm-hmm. you put them better, better than average that they'd make it through the season, right? 
you, you, I, well, I thought they had a chance to get through, but obviously you didn't think this would happen as quickly as it did. Now, here's the real interesting thing, okay? So Major League Baseball is the first sport other than, you know, USL um, to not uh, utilize a bubble format, okay? Because the NBA is in a bubble. The NHL is in a bubble. Now you wonder, will the NFL decide to go into a potential series of bubbles. Maybe they have three to four to five to six, and they uh, use those areas where they contain all the players, all the teams from certain uh, divisions, and they essentially play a a different schedule in a bubble format. I mean, I I don't know how they can keep doing what they're planning on doing just because, um, again, there's so many more players on a football team than a baseball team. There's so much more contact during the course of the game, uh, and, and you're, you're dealing with you know everybody around the locker room area. Oh, but this is going to be it's 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 going to be tough. What if they just made the helmets uh, where they're fully in, like an astronaut helmet, like nothing gets in, nothing gets so, out? Come on. Okay, so you're, it's funny that you said that, right? So believe it or not, I, was, I said it as a joke. So. They Oakley has designed that. Okay, so no, they have, they have, they have, they have designed a helmet that uh, apparently gives a full face shield and then like a deal to wear on your mouth that will allow you to breathe. It's called a mouth shield. So the mouth shield is supposed to be something that is used to help combat the coronavirus. The problem is, is that it's not comfortable yet, and they don't know about visibility and breathability. That's the issues. And there are some players, like J.J. Watt said, um, you know, he put it on for three periods of a practice and then said, take this sucker off, I'm going to die out here. So um, his quote was, so now you're going to put something around my mouth? You can keep that. If that comes into play, I don't think you're going to see me on the field. So that's the issue right now with the NFL because they are doing something that exactly what you mentioned, a face mouth shield to go along with the face shield, and players so far don't like it, even though if they got used to it and could figure out a way to play with it, it could clearly be the best way possible for them to try to be out there, perform uh, without contracting something. Tech it up a little bit. Put some... uh, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Put like little air conditioners inside the helmet. What do you think of that? I like that idea. I like an air conditioner. You know, like surround sound. The players can yeah. listen to their music while they're playing. You could just really make it like it's a it's a nice, cool fifty eight degrees inside the helmet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you use refrigerated air conditioning. You want like a little refrigerated system sure. inside the helmet, not an evaporative system. We need a refrigerated air system that could go in there and give everybody a nice uh, exactly. Uh, like a, like a, just like you said, like an astronaut helmet. That's what we need. Yeah, it's got to be awesome. It's got a seal somehow. It's got a seal. Oh yeah. I so saw. The truth is this: yeah. there, there's listen. There is going to be a good chance that in college or pro football, a team may have to postpone a game or two as the season goes along because of this. It's it's absolutely um, a possibility, and that's just the way it's going to be. I think this year in college and pro football, you might have certain teams that play more games than others just because of the situation involving uh, the pandemic right now. The advantage that football has over the other sports, though, is if you have some sort of an outbreak, you may only be missing one to two games. 
baseball and basketball and NHL, they're really trying to cram in as many games as they can. Football, you only play right. once a week. You'll be missing five, six games uh, in these other sports. But Great point. Here's another point. Football has so many more players on the roster. How many have to get sick before you consider booting a game? You know, or postponing a game. You know, well, they did fourteen got sick on a on an NFL roster. Is the whole team out? But they did extend the practice squad to I think fourteen players. It's fourteen or sixteen. So that's kind of like how baseball, how they have those reserve players ready to go. It's allowing NFL teams to have more reserve guys ready to go on their practice squad if for some reason a few guys come down with uh, COVID-19. If baseball goes ahead and somehow makes it and if football somehow goes ahead with the season, a lot of guys might make it to the majors or to the NFL that otherwise would not have, you know? Sure. Like maybe guys who have never gotten their crack at the big show might make it because of Rona. 100%. 100%. I wanted to give you a report. I went to Walmart yesterday, had to pick up some stuff. They were making everybody wait in a line. But then the line was going, like everybody had to line up, but the line kind of slowly moved the entire time. So it was, I don't think I waited more than 90 seconds, but it was kind of weird. I guess it was just full or they didn't want so many people rushing the door at one time. Have you seen this? The people who wear, like, the plastic... They look like glass, so you can see through them. Like a plastic face They're shield. called shields. shields. Yeah, yeah, face shields. Yeah, on, a, on some kind of headgear. Yeah. All right. Here's what I saw a few times in Walmart. Okay. The face mask and the shield on top of that. So somebody yes. would have yeah. the face shield and, the, and then right. underneath that, the mask. The mask. Yeah, that's, yes. that's pretty standard. That. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because okay. the face shields, they're kind of just like an extra protection or barrier. They say that the if you just wear the face shield with no mask on, your your chances of getting the virus are still pretty high. But if you wear the face shield and the mask, you have really good chances of not catching it. That's why you'll see a lot of estheticians do that, um, dental hygienists, people like that. But um, no, the face shields are becoming more common. I did see a little girl wearing that. I guess the parents thought... You know, they would protect her better. To which I thought, there's a mommy and a daddy here. One of you could have stayed at home with the little girl. I wonder if you only wore the <laughs> face shield, would they say, no, that's not good enough. You also have to have a mask on. Or do, do, I highly no, doubt it. Because the face shield would be a lot more, it seems like it would be a lot more comfortable. If you just got used to wearing, you know, this headgear with a with a plastic uh-huh. shield on it, it seems like it wouldn't be as stifling. For yeah, lack of a better word. I, guess. I don't think that they would get upset with that because the face shield technically is a face covering. So I could see them being okay with that. Yeah, but if you sneezed, it might shoot out from under it and then go into well, the Well, that's part of the issue that they say. Kill us all. Well, that's why they say the masks um, and the face shields are the a good option. Well, see. Yeah, because you just be breathing onto your face shield. Yeah. That, and everything. When is, I first saw the face shield, that's can, what like, I saw. And I thought, huh. Through the sides. That might be more comfortable you it know, is because more... it's not just right over your face. But I also wonder if they would count that because, like you say, it's not. Mm, I would. Um, it's it's still a face covering, so I think that they would allow you. Look, at this point, we just Vader want helmet. people just to wear it. Yeah, they just want you to wear something. Darth. Cover that general area, please. Yeah. Darth Vader helmet? Yeah. I'm not saying I have one of those, but if I, I did. But if you did, this is your moment to, to Yeah, this wear is it. your moment to shine. 
Um, motorcycle. Does it make helmet. the breathing noises too when you have the Darth Vader helmet on? Does, and you start he breathing. He doesn't need that to There's make the breathing noises, Steve. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Motorcycle helmet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You put, down it, the, you put down that little shield thingy. Welder's helmet. Oh. You no, have one of those? I did. I don't have it anymore. <laughs> I think I sold it at yard sale. I think this is the moment to shine if you have those types of helmets. I saw that two of the NBA coaches say that they are going to wear face masks while they're coaching. Which seems like an impediment. First of all, you're inside the bubble. Your players, you know, aren't going to wear a mask. But also, my my limited amount of time playing playing uh, basketball, it was really important that you would see the coach's mouth. Well, I guess if they're not going to have fans, like anytime the coach was trying to say something, he would have to mouth what it was because the the sound was so loud. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you see? Did you see that story about some of the coaches say how how are they going to tell you know communicate something across the across the court to a player? You see it in games where the coach is yelling something and he's definitely enunciating the words so they know what he's saying. I have. Had you heard about the player, the coaches saying they're not that they're going to wear masks during the game? Um, I have some have, yeah, I've I've seen that. I mean, you know, you see a lot in baseball. A lot of managers are all wearing uh, face masks uh, during the game itself. You don't see them actually pl- uh, managing without a face mask on. Matter of fact, yesterday during the Phillies game against the Marlins, when the four players had had been known to test positive and they still played the game, some of the Phillies players were actually wearing face masks while they were on the bases running um, during the game. Like they they wouldn't take any chances. They were actually wearing the face masks on. Four of the Marlins knew they had coronavirus and played in the game? Four of the Marlins tested positive for Corona um, before yesterday's game. Everybody knew. Baseball knew. The Marlins knew. The Phillies knew. And they still decided to play the game. The players that had tested positive played in the game. No, 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 no. No. That's what I'm telling the you. The Marlins is that played in the game. But not the Marlins and Phillies. The Marlins Phillies played knowing that four Marlins players had already tested positive, meaning that there could potentially have been more to still test positive. They still played the game. They didn't. They didn't postpone yesterday's game, which they could have done once they found out that more than one player tested positive. They could have decided to, you know what, we're not going to take any chances. Let's just postpone Sunday's game. They didn't do that. Okay, but Yankees Phillies postponed. Correct. Uh, and as far as the Marlins, we don't know what they're going to do for their next game if they're going to bring up like a whole new squad of minor leaguers, that right? Because be fourteen case. people, they might have the, the entire team might quarantine, or, or do we know that if everybody has to quarantine for fourteen days? So right now, the Marlins haven't left Philadelphia. Okay, they played in Philly yesterday. They were not allowed to leave and go back because of the large number of players that have tested positive. So they're all still in a Philadelphia hotel right now. The whole team. They're self-quarantining All right. while they await the outcome. They all tested again this morning. It takes 12 to 24 hours to get the results. So until they get their results of their test, the members of the Marlins traveling party right now are self-quarantining in uh, Philadelphia. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
In the latest information about COVID-19 in El Paso, there were six deaths reported. All of the patients had underlying health conditions. Two men in their 60s, two men in their 70s, a woman in her 80s, and a man in his 90s. But I I wanted to look this up because we, we had talked about it last week. There was a, a report from the CDC that says that 40% of Americans have at least one underlying health condition that puts them at risk mm-hmm. of severe COVID-19 complications. So... That's every time I hear it's like, well, he was 70 or 80 and, or 90 and had underlying health conditions. It's like, well, what do they count? And how, what are the chances anybody in their 80s or 90s doesn't have underlying health conditions? So that's 40% of Americans across the board have some kind of underlying health condition. I think probably a lot of people in this kind of gripes me a little bit they treat it like oh they were already about to die anyway or it was almost like it was you know a mercy that they that they died no a lot of these people could have had a decade or multiple decades left you know just because they died and they were 70 and it says they have underlying health conditions doesn't mean in every case or even in most of the cases that they were they were on death's door that's just not the case 87 new covid-19 cases uh, were reported and that number is way down and we're starting to wonder because also the national numbers were were less are they fudging the numbers well we'd heard this thing that the that the data was the raw data was going to have to be sent to uh the White, House. the White House instead of the instead of the CDC, and that the White House was going to handle disseminating the information. Is there is this being manipulated in some way? Are they is that why the numbers are much less than when, what we've gotten used to? No, we magically solved the problem. Come on now. Well, I don't know if Steve's still on the line, but I am. Yeah, Brandon went to Austin, so I I guess you probably drove. Through, like Johnson City and Fredericksburg, you know I don't, I don't think we drove through Fredericksburg this time. Whatever route we went was slightly different. All right, if the Texas Testicle Festival, which is going to happen in Fredericksburg, yeah, it's still on. It's this Saturday, despite the coronavirus. If it had been going on and you had seen a sign for it or something, mm-hmm. is there any chance you would have pulled in? For the Texas Testicle Festival. Hmm. If it had just coincided with right. you were already well, we, going to be there, anyway. there No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think we would have. It would have been really tempting because Fredericksburg, we've, when we have driven through there, there has been some sort of town gathering or get-together before, and it looks really fun. Like It looks like uh, it would be a good time. But well, it's I, a historic point, town. They've got a would. lot of stuff. There's, It's a big, uh, you know, one of the... Wine tech, town. Well, it's wine, but it's also... Texas German communities. Peaches. Uh, peaches. They got roadside fruit stands. That's just everything I stopped for in Fredericksburg. So but I'm they out. have these cute little boutiques and mm-hmm. antique stores in Fredericksburg. But they've also got the Texas Testicle Festival, which they're not going to let COVID-19. Uh, the organization 
host festivals around Texas. And here are some of the animals whose testicles are considered delicacies. Calves. Mm. Lambs. Roosters. Turkeys. Rooster. You know, I always thought they were like full-grown bull, but I guess I've been on, you know, I've seen enough bulls and I grew up on a farm. If that were the case, those would be the size of like a volleyball. Huh. Rooster. It's a lot to eat. <laughs> That's biting off more than you could chew there. There you go. <laughs> so what, when they talk about Mount Rocky Mountain oysters, what are they mostly talking about? Is there one? I believe an- specifically Rocky Mountain oysters are bull. That's what I always thought. So do they cut them into smaller pieces and then fry them or? No, they fry them whole. They used to be See, a I think, But I think bulls' balls are way no. bigger than that. Steve, have you had this? And no, but here's what I would happens. expect. So I would expect I mean, all testicles to be parve. So, <laughs> <laughs> so years ago, this goes back to the early '90s. Okay, I was still in college in Austin at the time, but my dad was do had a yogurt shop. He was uh, he used to sell a non-dairy frozen dessert, and he would go to. Uh, it was the um, El Paso Rocky Mountain F- Oyster Fest that was downtown, and <laughs> that me? was something <laughs> that went down in the early '90s for probably I don't know. It was like I remember three, hearing about years. it. I remember yeah, hearing about and, it. Sure. And uh, he would. Uh, it was in the middle of this. I think it was in. The, um, I don't know if it was the fall or I, I can't remember the time. Would your dad year, sample the 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 fair? I think he once tried one and said it was disgusting. But I remember, you know, just because he was out there. I imagine um, it tasting and feeling like a fried mushroom in my mind. That's what I imagine it being like. Fried mushrooms are good, though. Like really chewy. Yeah, like a fried mushroom. It wasn't. It was very, from what he described, when you bit it, it was like all his juice would go in your mouth. What was the juice? Oh, what was in it? Uh, well, this year's festival in Fredericksburg is going to include turkey, lamb, and veal testicles. And veal is just a baby bovine, right? And they fry these? Uh, they'll be battered, fried, and grilled for the health-conscious testicle lover. So get a side <laughs> of ranch. Do you dip them and stuff? Yeah, do they have dips? Sauces? Probably ranch. Yeah, when you're doing it, they call it teabagging. <laughs> uh, you'd have to be a nut to eat that. <laughs> they are expecting several hundred people to attend the event, which will include lawn games, a full bar, live music, and a small petting zoo for the kids. Hey, kids, guess what? <laughs> You'll be eating their balls in a couple of years. But you can pet them now. They'll have, like, pin the ball on the donkey. <laughs> or remove it. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets for the festival range between 5 and $35. Damn! <laughs> it's like, I'm eating the balls. You pay me. All right. Well, if your travels happen to take you over between that area of El Paso and Austin... I mean, you're most of the way to Austin by the time you hit Fredericksburg. You're already off I-10 at that point, right? Oh, yeah. Because there's a, there's a couple different routes. I mean, was, when we specifically, because we we're going to Round Rock, which is north of Austin. So we hop off of I-10 
with, I want to say it's still about two and a half to three hours to go in the drive. Now, if you're going more to Austin proper, you're going to stay on I-10 a lot longer than that. Here's the um, the thing that uh, Donald Trump was dragging Joe Biden about. He, uh, I believe he tweeted this. Uh, it was about Joe Biden calling Arizona a city during an interview. And, oh, yeah, this was a tweet. The president wrote, This week you had Joe Biden call Arizona a city, in all caps. Nothing matters with him, however, because the opposition party, mainstream media, covers everything up. So, you know, you would think it was some kind of glaring gaffe, but here's the whole thing. And that was it. That was the whole thing. It was just he said city instead of state, which, okay, was it a gaffe? Yeah, kind of. It's the kind of verbal flub that anybody could make, but coming from a guy who, after the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, congratulated the state of Kansas for Kansas Kansas City's in Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Maybe he's, you know, he's he's not a sports fan. Oh, he is though. He claims to be a big sports fan. Who Trump or you're talking about Trump? Trump used to own a football team, man. No, I'm yeah. talking about Biden. Maybe Biden's not. Uh, who's the one that congratulated the whole? Uh, that was Trump. Uh, that was Trump. Trump. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Well, but that, just because he owned a football team doesn't mean he was a sports fan. Please. See, definitely Biden puts his foot in his mouth and makes gaffes, for sure. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't seem like one of them. This just seems like a slip of the tongue that anybody could have made, especially a guy who said he was going to meet with the president of Puerto Rico, and then someone told him, you're the president of Puerto Rico because you're the president of the United States. Also, I don't think Biden ever tried to change the path of a hurricane with a Sharpie (laughs) on a map. Uh, The president claimed this month that he took a cognitive test and aced it and challenged Biden to do the same. Well... They came out and said that test that's given is basically to determine if you've got dementia. So it's like, you know, where are so you right now? It is pretty much you don't have dementia. Congratulations. Yeah. Dude. I, and listen, I'm all for Biden taking it, but I think the whole thing should be live and televised and they should both do it. And I think it should be hosted by Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah. <laughs> In that case, I would be totally for it. Both of them have to do it. It has to be televised and it has to be unedited. I'd like to check that.